Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Impeach him or get off the pot. I'm begging you. Really, the Democrats need to impeach Donald Trump or shut up. I tried really hard to watch the hearings today with the Attorney General, Bill Barr. He was the guy being heard. It's the same thing we've been hearing for almost three years. The two-and-a-half-year investigation, the 2,500 subpoenas, the fired FBI director, the search warrants, the, uh, the testimony. It keeps coming back to the same thing. Either the Democrats think that Donald Trump is a traitor and obstructed justice when the special counsel investigated him for being a traitor, or they're just doing this because they hate him and they want to destroy him politically because they just can't imagine another four years with him in the White House. So again... Shut up or impeach him. Please, I'm begging you. Because if you really believe all the things you've been saying about him for the last two and a half years, he shouldn't be in the White House. He shouldn't. He should be in prison, according to what a lot of them say. You, you can't be a, uh, a representative of the people and believe what these people say they believe and then not remove this guy from the job. So do your job and impeach him or shut up. Go around the country, you know, give speeches uh, about how you think it's a good idea for convicted murderers who are on death row to be allowed to vote in the 2020 election, Uh, you know, while they're waiting to be executed. That's sure to get you a spot in the White House. We all know they're not going to impeach Donald Trump because they know he'll never be convicted in the Senate. It's not going to happen. It's all a wasted exercise. And anybody with a brain who watches the hearings knows that this is going nowhere. All you have to do is watch the line of questioning from the Democrats, followed by the questioning by the Republicans. The Democrats are going after Barr, trying to get him on everything. And the Republicans are singing his praises as they lead into the, uh, their questions. And he sits there and just, I don't know, he just sits there. I like the guy. I, I, and you'll a couple of bites here are coming up. I'll show you. You'll see why I like him, I think. But they, they all know they're not going to impeach him. And so they're obviously not going to shut up. As I said, it was just about impossible to watch the hearings today. But if you missed the hearings, we have some highlights for you. First, it's Senator Hirono from Hawaii, who's a complete idiot. I'll spare you these several minutes uh, that uh, she went on a tirade, and I do mean several, that she went on just trashing Bill Barr without asking a question, just giving a speech. But the best part is Barr's answer. You really can't appreciate it quite as much unless you hear the entire diatribe by Morono uh, leading up to his answer. But I don't want to torture you with her entire diatribe because it's really just nonsense and, and stupid and nauseating. But here are the last few seconds of what was a long tirade followed by Barr's perfect answer. Eleven of my Senate colleagues and I called on the Department of Justice Inspector General and Office of Professional Responsibility to investigate the way you have handled the Mueller report. I wanted them to determine whether your actions complied with the department's policies and practices and whether you have demonstrated sufficient impartiality to continue to oversee the 14 other criminal matters that the special counsel referred to in other parts to other parts of the Department of Justice. But now, we know more about your deep involvement in trying to cover up for Donald Trump. Being Attorney General of the United States is a sacred trust. You have betrayed that trust. America deserves better. You should resign. I have some questions for you. Is the White House exerting any influence on your decision whether to allow Special Counsel Mueller to testify in Congress and when? No. And that was his answer to what, I don't know, had to be like a four-minute diatribe. I loved it. It reminded me of uh, Chuck Noyce do that every once in a while. Some uh, reporter would 
go on and on about uh, – he would include in his question – Analysis of maybe what happened in the game or what's coming up for the Steelers in the you know in the game that was they were about to play and they'd go on and on for a minute and a half with the question and they'd uh, expect uh, Chuck to just jump in and and uh, you know go along with their premise the premise that was contained in their question and they'd go on and on and he would look at him and he'd go no and he'd go and then that meant next question so anyway. Uh, then Hirono started again before Lindsey Graham, the chairman of the uh, Judiciary Committee, had to jump in. Listen. Let me ask you the last question that I have in 17 seconds. Do you think it's okay for a president to offer pardons to people who don't testify against him to threaten the family of someone who does? Is that okay? Uh what, when did he offer a, a pardon to someone? I think you know what I'm talking about. Please. What do you mean? Please, please, Mr. Attorney General, you know, give us some credit for knowing what the hell is going on around here with you. Not really. To this line of questioning. So. We're gonna, we're gonna, listen, you've slandered this man. Yeah, what I sort of want to know is how do, we get, how do we get to this point? Yeah, I do not so, think so, that how do we I'm get slandering to the point anyone. All, all I can say, Mr. Chairman, I, I am done. Thank you very and much. And you slandered this man from top to bottom. So if you want more of this, you're not going to get it. If you want to ask him questions, you can't. Certainly have your opinion. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And there you go. There's uh, Senator Hirono. She did a nice job today. Um, and um, here's Sidney Blumenthal. Now, Sidney Blumenthal is the senator who lied about being in Vietnam and somehow is still in the Senate and you know got got reelected after I think he cried and that that got him reelected uh, and and I don't know if he said he was sorry or he, he 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 didn't really mean what he said when he said he fought in Vietnam but you know who he is Sidney Blumenthal he's going head to head with Barr here before a Barr destroys him after news organizations reported that the president ordered McGahn, Mr. McGahn, to have the special counsel removed. The president publicly disputed these accounts. The Mueller report establishes that, quote, substantial evidence supports the conclusion that the president, in fact, directed McGahn to call Rosenstein to have the special counsel removed. That's at volume two, page 88. In your view, did President Trump on those occasions and others recited in the report lie to the American people? Well, I'm not in the business of determining when lies are told to the American people. I'm in the business of determining whether a crime has been committed. So he may have lied, but, yeah. but I'd like an opportunity to answer some of these questions, okay? Um, you started, by, you started by, by citing this thing uh, in, in Volume 2 about how uh, the report says that they could not be sure that they could clearly uh, say that he did not violate the law. As you know, that's not the standard we use in the criminal justice system. It's presumed that someone is innocent and the government has to, has to prove that they clearly violated the law. We're not in the business of exoneration. We're not in the business of proving they didn't violate the law. But so you, I, I found that whole passage very exonerated bizarre. him in your press conference and in your four-page summary. How did that start? I didn't hear the beginning of the question. You, in effect, exonerated or cleared the president. No, I didn't exonerate. I, I said that uh, we did not believe that there was sufficient evidence to establish an obstruction offense, which is the job of the Justice Department. And the job of the Justice Department is now over. That determines whether or not there's a crime. The report is now in the hands of the American people. Everyone can decide for themselves. There's an election in 18 months. That's a very democratic process. But we're out of it. And we have to stop using the criminal justice process as a political weapon. Yeah, uh, I think the election, as far as I know, for 2020 is still on. They're still going to have it. So if you really hate Donald Trump and you don't want him to be president anymore, don't vote for him. How's that for an idea? Got a year and a half left. Just forget all this. It didn't work. He's still there. There were people saying back uh, before he was inaugurated that he would be impeached in six months. And, you know, we heard and, and then for the last year and a half or two years, 
we've heard, that's actually more than that, two and a half years, we, we've heard how many times about bombshell stories that meant the end of Donald Trump, uh, the beginning of impeachment proceedings. This is, he cannot possibly survive this. He's still there, okay? And he's not going anywhere. You're not going to impeach him. So please, just shut up about it. But they're not. I, I, I mean, I'm saying this, but... and. It's not going to happen, but it's it, it would be it's what they owe the the American people is to just find something else to talk about. Like I have a story here that Maine has become the first state to ban single use foam containers. I mean, these are the kind of things that Americans are concerned about, that the foam containers are going to kill us. I mean, I I'll, maybe I'll talk about that in a minute. You know, the little foam containers that you get coffee in. They're going to be banned in Maine. So it'll start there, and pretty soon it'll, it'll be here in Pennsylvania. But anyway, uh, a little bit more on the hearings, and then we'll be done with it. So, of course, uh, through all of this, um, the, the CNN and MSNBC have been giving their unbiased coverage. And then there's Brian Williams, who used to be a primetime anchor before being caught, you know, lying a lot. And then somehow lost his job in primetime but still has a job there at msnbc working for nbc he's on with nicole wallace who calls Barr a liar in the middle of the testimony she's and their internet research or ira i think it's called uh began as early as again our intention uh, always is to bring as much of this uninterrupted to you as possible dick durbin's coming up after republican senator cornyn of texas but so much has been said here and placed on the record by the attorney general that starting with nicole wallace we want to correct some of the record against of all things what it says in the Mueller report nicole so um i'm not going to dance around this he's lying he's lying about what the Mueller report finds around one of the critical flashpoints in the obstruction investigation one of the incidents that w- was investigated by robert Mueller and his obstruction investigators was the attempted firing of the special counsel. So I'm I'm pretty sure that if uh, the Honorable William P. Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, is lying to Congress, lying on this uh, hearing, that's uh, I'm pretty sure he, that's a crime. So if I mean Nicole Wallace doesn't matter, she's not she can't charge him with a crime. But I think that everybody who's involved in the questioning here and involved in this hearing. They've seen the report, and they're they're sitting there asking Barr these questions, and he's answering them, and they know what's in the report, and they know what Barr is saying, so charge him with lying. And again, impeach him or shut up. So uh, what's going to be accomplished after all this? Nothing. Nothing. The people who think Barr is just covering for Donald Trump are going to think he's still lying and protecting Donald Trump, and the people who support Trump are going to continue to support him. So again, the only way anything changes is if the Democrats just shut up and impeach him. We'll be back with as little about the hearings as possible if I can do it. Hey there, gun lovers. Here's an exciting opportunity to celebrate your Second Amendment freedoms at the number one destination for American gun owners. It only happens once a year, so don't miss out. This is your chance to claim your discounted tickets to the Concealed Carry Expo coming to Pittsburgh the weekend of May 17th through the 19th. It'll be an action-packed three-day event at the David Lawrence Convention Center you don't want to miss. Text EXPO to the number 87222 right now to lock in your discounted tickets and to learn more. It's that easy. And you'll get exclusive access to check out new guns and gear, a free live fire range, reality-based training simulator, training, and much, much more. Plus, if you register right now, you'll also get your free responsibly armed American t-shirt made by Nine Line Apparel. It's a high-quality shirt with a limited edition design. But that ends very soon. Don't get left behind. Hurry and text EXPO to the number 87222 to get your tickets now. That's the word EXPO to the number 87222. Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. 
This is John Stagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. If you take a look around your hometown, you might notice that there seems to be a mattress store in every corner, each with a different sale every weekend. Where do you start? And how do you know if you're actually getting a good value? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, what you see is what you get. You'll find our hand-built, high-quality mattresses at the same great price every day. Stop by one of our local factories or stores to experience the Original Mattress Factory difference. Great beds, no bull. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original Mattress Factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress-buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. What we've taught at Fitness Innovations is that resistance exercise and proper nutrition is really the best way to lose body fat. Fitness Innovations, personal training for body, mind, and spirit. A lot of people think that exercise is better for fat loss than it really is. Nutrition is really the main thing, so we help people with some of the protocols we've developed to help them improve their nutrition. So we want to focus on not just weight loss, but we want people to have a better health your lifestyle, not just counting calories or things like that. For years, people thought cardiovascular exercise, aerobic exercise was the best way to lose body fat. And really, weight training and resistance type exercise is superior in many ways for increasing metabolic function. We spend a lot of time really focusing on proper technique. And that's one of the benefits of one-on-one training is that there's somebody there watching you and can correct that technique. Because part of staying fit is staying healthy and avoiding injury. If the technique's better, you get better results and it's safer. Fitness Innovations in Mount Lebanon. Book your appointment today at fitnessinnovations.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. So apparently the Democrats are calling for uh, Barr to resign. I guess that's what's going to come out of this hearing, and he's not going to. And they're not going to um, impeach him, or they're not going to impeach the president. So I don't know what the next step is here. They're going to argue about the Mueller report for another uh, who knows how long, maybe right up until the day before the 2020 election. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but nothing's going to happen. And... Uh, as I've said many times here, I have this uh, when 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 I see these hearings, things like these hearings today, um, and when I saw the the um, uh, Kavanaugh hearings, I see these people in action from both sides. Um, but for a way, because of my political leanings, it's it's more that the Democrats annoy me, obviously. But I see people from both sides. My response is. Let's find a way to make sure that every one of these people that I've been seeing on TV all day today have as little to do with what happens in my life as possible. Whatever power they have, reduce it, take it away if you can, make them go away, and make them meaningless in my life. I don't, I don't want to be affected by anything that, uh, what's her name, Hirono has to say or do. Just get her out of here and, you know, reduce the power of the federal government to bare minimum so nobody who I see popping up on my TV in events like this uh, from Washington, going back and forth, I just, whatever you can do, whoever is running, promising to take power away from those people, that's who I want in office. Uh, So enough of that. Uh, I want to talk about really important things. Um, Actually, uh, there's a couple things I wanted to get to here. Um, We talk a lot here about the stupidity. Again, this is politics uh, working its way into sports, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. But 
Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Castor Semenya. Uh, this is a person who claims to be a woman. And if you saw the picture that I'm looking at now of him running against women in, I don't know if it was the Olympics or where the picture is from, uh, without getting too graphic, it's, it's, he's wearing tight shorts, and there's no chance that it's a woman, okay? And I'm not calling this person she or her. But anyway, that's, that, uh, that's just, I'm just telling you, okay? But anyway, uh, she's a two-time Olympic champion runner. She, this person, uh, she's lost her appeal against proposed rules to limit her testosterone levels in what could be a pivotal moment for athletics and gender in sports. This means that Semenya will have to begin medically reducing her testosterone levels within the next week if she wants to compete in the world championships in Doha, Qatar in September. I know I'm looking forward to those. The, uh, the uh, what is it? The world championships. She's from South Africa. He, she, it, she, he, she uh, is from South Africa. Uh, won gold in the 800 meters in 2012 and 2016, was challenging proposals that were brought by uh, the sports governing body, that would be the International Association of Athletics Federations, to enforce limits on testosterone levels of female athletes with differences in sexual development. They have a they have a an abbreviation for that now. That would be capital DSD small s. DSDs. Um, that would be the um, difference in differences in sexual development. In other words, he's a man, and he's running against women, and he's winning too much, so they're going to fool around with testing him for testosterone. Look at his shorts, okay? You know, what, what do you need to see? I mean, what do you, you got to test his testosterone, you know? I mean, this is the, this is the insanity that's invading the world. It's per, just it's pervading. It's it's spreading the world and it's showing itself in sports every day. They're they're going to go to the trouble of, of of you know I don't know what do you do draws blood and go check this testosterone level and I, I don't need to do that. I see a picture of them running in a track and I I don't need to see any any blood tests. But they're going to keep I I, I but they're going to they're going to do something to um, I guess. Medically, somehow they're going to give him some kind of a um, treatment that's going to reduce his testosterone level to a level which will allow him to compete against women. He's still going to be a man competing against women. And the women, again, I'll say this again because this is this keeps coming up. And I, I'm, I don't feel like I'm talking about it too much because, to me, this is, this is actually more important to me than what's going on in the, um, in the hearings because that stuff is just politics. It'll work itself out. This is just total insanity that is just spreading around the world. We've had a story earlier this week about – I think we might have just mentioned it yesterday, yesterday or the day before – uh, we, we've had this story on a couple of times about the guy in Canada who um, is getting in trouble for referring to his daughter as he or, as she or her instead of he because she wants to be a, a boy. And we uh, the story was that in, in British Columbia, the judge, not not some politician, not some uh, you know commentator uh, who's calling for this, a judge is demanding that if this guy doesn't refer to his daughter uh, as uh, as him or he, then he is going to have the police knocking on his door, and they're going to arrest him and take him away. So, this is that's politics, and that's uh, in Canada where we've always been led to believe that the people are somewhat sane. Um, and so, this whole thing with sports may just to some people may seem like it's just stupid. And who cares about this? Uh, what's her name? His name. Um, uh, Castor Semenya. I don't care if, if he if he runs uh, the, uh, in every race from now for the next fifty years and wins every single one and wins five thousand gold medals. It's uh, it's stupid and it needs to be talked about. And I'm glad that they're making it tougher for this guy to compete against women. When we come back, we're going to talk about identity politics and what a sick thing that is. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Attorney General William Barr's testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee 
has concluded, but not without a final tangle over the Mueller report and its public interpretation. Democrat Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal challenged Barr about a conference call with Mueller, which led to Chairman Graham gaveling the hearing closed. Uh, there were notes taken of, of the call. May we have those notes? No. Why not? Why should you have them? I'll tell you, we got to end this, but I'm going to write a letter to Mr. Mueller, and I'm going to ask him, is there anything you said about that conversation he disagrees with? And if there is, he can come and tell us. So the hearing is now over. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 163 points to 26,430. The Nasdaq dropped 45. The S&P lower by 22. This is SRN News. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When you're always on the go, what would you prefer, an office phone system? Hey, it's Rochelle. Sorry I missed you earlier, had an errand to run, but I'm back in the office, so give me a call when you get this. Or one that works on your cell phone. No hardware needed, courtesy of Grasshopper. Oh, one sec, it's a business call. Hi, this is Rochelle with WayForward Partners. How can I help? There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Mike Gallagher is not the biggest fan of social media. I don't want to do Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm sorry. People spend more time apologizing and take stuff, taking stuff down and getting blasted. I hate it. That's why I only play, post animal videos. I only post cute puppy pictures and videos on Twitter. I ain't doing it. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. Hunt & Associates is your resource for examining the important financial aspects for your retirement plan. Listen to our podcast radio show, Hunt for Retirement, by visiting gwhunt.com. On this week's edition of Hunt for Retirement, we discuss securing lifetime income. Text HUNT to 555-888 or visit gwhunt.com to listen to the podcast now or call 844-366-HUNT for a free copy of the book, Income Allocation and a Free Retirement Income Report. Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Steigerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. Who can work on an empty stomach? That's what my grandma used to say. So when my brother and I finished our paper route, we rode our bikes to grandma's for lunch and the best Italian food in the neighborhood. Just like you'll find at Luciano's Italian Brick Oven in Mars. It's like their family knew my grandma. Pizza, hoagies, calzones, made fresh on site every day. Forget the chains. Lunch at Luciano's Italian Brick Oven in Mars. Luciano's, for the love of food. At Luciano'sBrickOven.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway East, we've got some pretty good-sized delays. Outbound from Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. Inbound Heavy Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, outbound not too bad. Inbound slowing down Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Now on 28 outbound, got a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane as you approach the 31st Street Bridge. And it's also busy Veterans Bridge to the 40th Street Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Mostly cloudy tonight with a shower in the area. Mostly after midnight, the low 63 for tomorrow. Warm and more humid will stay mostly cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, high 76. A shower thunderstorm around tomorrow night with lows near 60. Then for Friday, still unsettled with clouds and a couple more showers and a thunderstorm, high 73. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Okay, if you want to get an idea of just how pervasive and all-encompassing identity politics is, or uh, it's a term you hear a lot, but what does it mean? Uh, you can uh, read what Joshua, Joshua Mitchell wrote at the, uh, at the uh, City Journal. Uh, he's a political theory a professor of political theory at Georgetown University, and it's a long dissertation that you should che- check out at the City Journal and uh, how just identity politics affects just about everything today. He joins us now. Joshua, thanks for being here. My pleasure, John. Thank you for having me on. It's a, it's a long piece. You obviously put a lot of thought and work into this. Uh, as I printed it out, it's about 10 pages, but it's something everybody should check out if you really want to know what's, what's I don't know, dr- driving politics today. Um, where I don't know where you'd like to begin here, but um, you know I, I'm looking at a line that you wrote here. It said, "Normal politics presumes that we can rise far enough above our small group attributes, our race, class, gender, ethnicity, religion, and that we can arrive at a political arrangement that works well enough for us to live together as part of a larger larger polity until the next election when we commence the process again." That sounds like a really nice thing, but it ain't happening, is it? No, it's not. In fact, the way I I would characterize it is this. Identity politics is really about, uh, it's about innocence and transgression. And so I contrast identity politics of innocence with what I take to be what we're supposed to be doing, which is developing competence. So we've got this liberal or conservative politics of competence versus this identity politics of innocence. And that's the crisis we're in, is that the only thing that seems to matter these days, at least on the left, is whether you have an innocent category or not. And I think this is why, for example, Bernie Sanders and Biden are going to get knocked out of the primaries because they don't have an innocence category. What would be uh, an innocent category that they lack, both of them? Well, initially, so, so the, the prime transgressor, the original sinner in identity politics is the white heterosexual male. Yeah. And so insofar as you can not be that or insofar as you can repudiate that by, say, hating the deplorables, uh, you gain innocence points. And so white women, uh, black men, and, and the way this works ultimately is that no group is going to be safe. I mean, the irony of this is that the origins of it really have to do with the civil rights movement and the wound of slavery and the sense that the slaves were innocent victims, which I think is all true. That said, what happened was it got perverted and it got moved over to women's rights, gay rights, and now transgender rights. And African-Americans, if you pull them aside, will say, no, this is really, really a dangerous sort of thing. There's one great historical wound in America. That's the slavery issue. And everybody else really needs to step in line behind that. But Democrats have used this. And they're basically turning the whole of America into a into a religious venue for establishing who's pure enough. Yeah, and and so uh, I think in your piece you say that no no group is hurt more by identity politics than blacks. Yes, uh, and you know if I I will say you know in my private conversations with African American friends. They're actually quite concerned about this. And while I am not sympathetic to Black Lives Matter, I actually think that there's an inner kernel of truth to it. I don't think it's the one that they've even identified. I think the fact that it happened on the doorsteps of the Democratic Party is telling. I came out of the old left in the 1960s when when the central issue really was the African-American wound of slavery and how we could fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's happened here is that that wound, in my argument, has been used as a template to extend further and further out so that the original concern, which is this wound of slavery that hasn't quite healed, uh, or the aftermath hasn't quite healed, uh, it's been pushed out so that now the argument is as black rights go, so went feminist rights, so go gay rights, so go transgender rights. And this is simply a betrayal of the original problem which is that somehow this wound between black and white has to be healed. So I think they're most hurt by this. I think what's telling was the Kevin Hart controversy for the Academy Awards, that he made gay jokes 
was sufficient grounds to disqualify him. Mm-hmm. So it, it was once the case that if you're black, you're a member of the innocence category, but now if you make sexual jokes that are, are no longer considered appropriate, then you suddenly move from the innocence category to the transgressor category. And that's actually the deepest pathology here, is that you can never be sure whether you're a member of the innocents or a member of the transgressors. So the Virginia governor, for example, supports third-term abortions. Yeah. And on that day, he's a member of the innocent category. And the next day, he wore blackface, and it's revealed that he wears blackface. And so suddenly, he's a member of the transgressors. So you can never be sure of your status. Well, who's keeping score? I mean, who, who gets to decide whether I'm innocent or a transgressor? Well, the ones who, are, who have the most identity points. So I say literally there's two economies. There's the economy of money, and of course we don't care much about that because we've got $23 trillion in debt, but then there's the economy of debt points. And it seems to me the Democratic Party is only concerned with the latter. So Elizabeth Warren was going to be listened to because she had the debt point of being American Indian until it was <laughs> revealed that yeah. she had uh, you know, no statistically significant right. Af- American ident- uh, Indian identity, and so now she's suddenly just another white woman. Mm-hmm. And Beto O'Rourke, insofar as he can prove that he is, has some Hispanic pedigree, you know, he's fine, we'll listen to him, but if he's just another white guy, we're not going to listen to him. And I think that's the problem Biden and Bernie have within their own party. All the pundits understand that Biden is probably the greatest threat to Trump, but I don't think he'll make it. Because if identity politics is really about innocence, it's not about competence. It's not about who can actually win. It's about where the arc of history points. And where it points on the left is to the uh, the elevation of the innocence at the end of history. Well, what was uh, what was innocent about Hillary Clinton, and why didn't she win? Well, she was a woman, that, and yeah. that gave her some innocent points, but she wasn't white. And you might remember this one uh, meeting she had uh, with her, her followers in which she said, actually it was a TV show, where she said, I'm going to have to talk to those white people about being racist. So the problem is if you've got a transgressor category, like you're white and you're a woman, you've got, you're halfway there, but you're not all the way there. And so to prove your innocence bona fides, you have to really go after white people. I think that's part of the reason why there's such hatred of Trump on the left. These people have to demonstrate that they're not racist. And so the only way they can do this is to call Trump a racist. Well, you know, it really it, it drives me crazy. The the use of the term white supremacist. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you and I are about the same age, but I came out of the 60s and 70s, too. And, you know, a white supremacist to me was someone who was a member of the Ku Klux Klan or maybe maybe George Wallace, you know, um, qualified yeah. or Adolf Hitler, I'm sure, qualified. But now um, it's a word and, and even the word racist uh, and, and the expressions uh, white supremacist, they don't mean anything anymore because everybody is. Oh, one. They don't. Right. And, and there, let's add more words. So. So if you want to call somebody a transgressor, you'll call them, let's go down through the list. They're white, white racists, they're homophobes, they're transphobes, they're Nazis, they're fascists. There are these terms which indicate that you need to be purged. And that's what's so incredibly dangerous about our political environment. We can't turn this into a religious purge fest. We can disagree with our presidents, but we don't want to purge them. But it seems to me that's what the left is really trying to do. He, he's, Trump is clearly evil. That's why Russia was involved, because Russia's the evil empire. And, and now they're going to go after the Electoral College because the people who voted for him are clearly part of this evil conspiracy. This is really, really dangerous. We have to return to a politics of competence where we can simply disagree and say, well, we're going to vote you out in the next four years, as opposed to demonizing our candidates and our presidents. It's a lot easier to just say, I like this person because, or I don't like this person because he or she is blank, than it is to actually... Well, look at the person and his or her accomplishments and his or her proposals and then make a decision based on that. It's a lot easier to just say, well, he's gay, so I like him a lot, or he's old and white and I can't have that. Yeah, exactly. So if you're dealing with the politics of competence, you're actually going to have to make arguments about what's a good thing or what's a bad thing. If you're dealing with the identity politics of innocence, is all you have to declare is whether that person is a member of the innocent category or the transgressive category. That's the full extent of your political engagement. You write that in the 1960s, college students across the country uh, fought so that rep- repressed ideas would receive a fair hearing, 
And you're a, I should, should mention that you are a college professor at Georgetown. And then these days, college students fight to repress all ideas except one, identity politics. So two things. One, could you explain that? But also, how does that uh, affect you as a teacher at Georgetown? Well, at, uh, Georgetown, I will say, honestly, I've been away in the Middle East for half of the last 12 years, so I only have a limited exposure. Okay. Uh, Georgetown's not quite as bad. Frankly, the students aren't quite as bad as some of my colleagues are. Um, but to, to, to address your question more directly, it's very interesting because uh, identity politics is supposed to be about groups, but people feel it acutely personally. So that's the first paradox. The other thing is, when you have identity politics of innocence, we're basically presuming that the way we meet each other is by announcing special things about us that you can't touch. And that presumes a world in which neither one of us, nobody, has to actually work together in spite of our differences. The liberal politics of competence involves us sitting down, black, white, whatever it happens to be, even having huge disagreements, but actually having to solve our problems. So that the, we can't make opening statements about our so-called identity. The only thing we have to do is sit down, recognize our differences, and say, how are we going to solve this problem? Identity politics doesn't presume that. It presumes that the state is going to take care of us all. And for that reason, we don't have to negotiate with our neighbors and deal with them as real-life human beings who are going to modify our positions. And instead, we simply declare who we are. And um, we had, I just mentioned this before we put you, came, uh, came to this uh, segment, before I had you on. There's a story in Canada, I don't know if you're familiar with it, where um, a judge in British Columbia has decreed that if this man uh, refers to his daughter as he, as she or her, instead of he, because she wants to be a boy, he's going to jail. I mean, that, yeah. have you know, so you know about that story? Next, I've heard about it, heard yeah. about it this morning. This is the next great battle in our society. Whether the state can step in uh, and basically take over from the family in order for the children to retain this innocence category. This is a huge issue that's not going to go away. And apropos what I said a couple of minutes ago, we have to be very clear. The state doesn't want family mediating associations, face-to-face -face life to work. The state wants us to be incompetent citizens so that it can take over. So it has every interest in destroying the, the normal conventional family. And through this, uh, this new um, uh, movement of tr transgress, uh, transsexuals, this is, I think, one of the ways in which this is going to happen. I want to be clear. I think sexuality is a very mysterious thing, and I'm not going to, uh, to, to make I won't say anything really short and, and flip about this, but it seems to me that it ought to be handled sensitively. But my worry is that on the left, they're very quick to basically undermine the family. And I think this is incredibly dangerous. Well, uh, yes, yeah, so I had a guest on last week. I can't remember who it was, but brought up the point that as you eliminate um, gender, if you eliminate the differences between the sexes, then you also um, make... Uh, mother and father mean nothing. So that, but you know, this this started. We have to be clear. This started almost a generation ago. So when I had my uh, children, mm -hmm. uh, what you had there at the time were were these books about co-parenting, and this is actually a very interesting phenomena. Instead of books about how to be fathers and mothers, we had books about how to be co-parents. And when you start doing that, and that happened 25, 30 years ago, you're all of a sudden moving away from the idea that man is one thing and woman is another thing. And you know, the, my favorite author of all time, Alexis de Tocqueville, says that the paradox in the democratic age is that we're going to completely deny that there are any differences whatsoever between men and women. And he wanted to retain the differences while at the same time recognizing that there are, there are ways in which men and women are also the same. And he said and he that 300 already, years ago. Well, he said in 1835, he could yeah, already, 1840, yeah. the second volume. Yeah, he said that what was going to happen in the democratic age was that we were going to be fixed on the idea of the complete sameness of all people. So, so now there's no distinctions between heteronormative or something else. Uh, all distinctions have to be broken down. And this is a serious danger. We can't regenerate society without fathers and mothers. We can be tolerant 
of people who are, who are not going to be involved in that enterprise. But we have to really put that first. And I think the first war against this was in starting to talk not about fathers and mothers who are involved in a generative enterprise, but about co-parents who are mutually committed to one another and mutually committed not to their sons and daughters, but to their children. I only have uh, less than a minute left here, Joshua. We're talking to Joshua Mitchell. He's a, uh, a political science uh, professor at Georgetown. Um, where's this going? I'm uh, just to sum up here. Where where are we headed? Are we doomed? Well, I think I think the we're not doomed. Uh, I have been saying in print, it's in that City Journal article and elsewhere, that the only people on the left that can stop this are African Americans who have the moral authority to say. These categories of transgression and innocence apply to us because of a historical wound called slavery. Everybody else does not have a right to use it as a, use us as a template and extend it. So I think African Americans are the only ones who have the moral authority to put a dead stop to this. But I think there's something else. The only way we could have even begun to go down this road of a politics of innocence is when we no longer need competence. And when do we no longer need competence? It's when there's no competition between the nations. It would require us to look at each other not in terms of our identities and our innocence categories, but whether we could get the job done in the global game of competition. So I think as China ascends and as America steps out of this unipolar world it was in after it won the Cold War, I think there'll be natural uh, breaks on this identity politics thing. But until that happens, it's, it's a scary time. I'm writing this uh, book right now. It's almost finished. The City Journal piece is a small piece of this. It's called Identity Politics, an American Awakening Without God and Without Forgiveness. It's literally using the Christian categories of transgression and innocence and turning them into political categories. That's where we are now, effectively in a fourth great awakening in American history. Well, Joshua, I appreciate you being on, and as I say often to uh, who um, to guests who are guilty of this, you're making way too much sense out there. So. <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> Good luck, sure. and thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Take and we'll, care. We'll be right back. Great. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring is prime home buying season, so if you're thinking about buying a home, right now is the time to lock a low rate, which can save you money every month on your new mortgage. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With the Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. G'day. I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest-Free. I want to personally thank all my Plug-In Pest-Free customers who have taken the time out to call, write, and who have left messages to thank me for ridding their homes and businesses of unwanted rodent and pest problems. So from me to you, I thank you. Plug-In Pest-Free is the only scientifically tested and, more importantly, consumer-proven electromagnetic pest management system since 1995. Why put up with those annoying rodents and pests any longer? 
Plug-in pest free is 100% chemical free, making it your safest bet to manage your rodent and pest problems around your family and pets. With a 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. It's happening to you every night. One snores and the other can't sleep. It seems like there's no end to it. But now there is a quick and easy to use solution, a natural solution. Snore Stop. Snore Stop was created and tested by a team of physicians and has been helping couples sleep for over 18 years. It is the number one selling anti-snoring medicine in the U.S. Thank you, Snore Stop. You saved my marriage. Snore Stop sprays or tablets are now available nationwide at Rite Aid and CBS. Or you can go online at snorestop.com. Don't wait. It's time to try Snore Stop and make every night a better night for both of you. Thanks, Snore Stop. Now I'm back in the bedroom. So don't wait. Try Snore Stop, the number one selling anti-snoring medicine in the U.S. Spray or tablets are available today at Rite Aid and CVS or online at snorestop.com. That's snorestop.com. Snore Stop, keeping you together. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, I only have a little bit of time left, and I have two uh, really stupid stories. I don't know which. I, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll just go with it. Uh, Maine has now become the first state to ban single-use foam containers. You know, styrofoam, little styrofoam cups. No more. I, well, actually, after 2021, and what? Uh, and, and it's the same old stupidity that probably will make things worse because of uh, just it will. But but the thing about thing about it is, I'm beginning to wonder. You can't use plastic. You can't use styrofoam. What are you going to put stuff in? I mean, like liquids in. You're going to like come up and cup your hands under the under the 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 uh, the coffee machine and just let it pour into your hands. I, I I don't get it. And the other one here, maybe we'll get into this more tomorrow. Julia Roberts, who's um, I don't know who what she's done lately, but she's calling for gender neutral school bathrooms. She says uh, we need them. And so she said that uh, regular bathrooms are harmful to transgender students, of which there are like one for every 5,000 kids in school. But that's, it's every day we see this, and that's what you get here on AM 1250, The Answer. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.